Welcome out to the porch, everybody. CJ and Zach are going to come in and join me. We're going to talk all things Mountaineer hoops. Depressing as it might be at the moment, there's still there's still a light there, and um, that'll be before a nice Iowa State game. We're also going to go around the rest of the country as we grow ever closer to March and the madness that is the NCAA double A tournament. Zach will probably defend the Zags tonight, I'm sure, as a national contender. We'll, we'll talk a lot about the rest of the country and kind of what you can expect when you're uh, looking at your brackets here in about three weeks. And it is only three weeks away. It's going to be a fun one. We're getting into some Mario versus Muriel uh, discussion as well. In some so those are those are the of Morgantown area. We'll definitely know what we're talking about there. But you guys know what to do. In the morning, grab the coffee, fill south. In the evening, grab the drink and come on back. We're talking all things to Mountaineers and the rest of the country. Oh, yeah, we might actually sneak a jab in there at Juwan Howard as well. Let's go. <sighs> well, let's just go ahead and call it what it is. This is a... Uh, is is it a funeral episode, Zach? Are we at a wake? I wish I could quote Huggins in the old uh, video he has. Say we're not dead yet, but I think we're I think we're six feet under, man. I I mean I think we we said it tonight right at halftime when it's forty three forty two. It was either the we're not dead yet or the the morning of the season episode tonight. Yeah, you definitely you definitely called it there. I I mean I think it's I mean yeah he he's trying to build the case there in the post game in the radio but I mean he lost eleven twelve yeah that's it's, that's pretty difficult to come back from CJ you're you're pretty quiet over there you want to yeah I I understand what he's trying to do but I mean the, the reality is. For this team in the NCAA tournament, it you're going to, have to win the Big Twelve tournament, and right. that's just not going to happen. Um, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't even know if this team makes the NIT at this point. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I mean, that's going to be a tough field to get into. You got to be 500 or above, and I. I mean, I currently say- you're 14 and 13. I hate to say it, I just don't see this team. It, it if that, well, if, if what transpires tonight happens the rest of the way, this team may not win another game. Man. Like that's really kind of where I'm at. Yikes! That's but, dire, CJ. I mean, I, I I thought we were gonna have to pull Zach out of a depression. But well, I mean, appears to be it, you're the one. That's it's reality, man. It, it is it, reality. It's true. I mean, I mean, here's the reality. I mean, y- you might get TCU at home because it is at home, but I mean, if you just let them literally drive by you and have layups all day, like it's ridiculous, you're gonna lose. And I mean, you just you look at what they've got left. I find me a game where you confidently go, yeah, we win that. Oh, there isn't one. That that's that's what I'm saying. Like. I think this team mentally is broke. And I mean, I don't necessarily blame that. I mean, they've had a lot of, a lot of ones that if it bounces, a ball bounces a different way, you get some wins and maybe it changes it. I just, I think mentally and to a spiritual sense or what emotionally this team's broke. 
Well, also they don't. We don't have an interior game at all. Absolutely zero, either on the defensive or offensive end. Now you know what? Take that back on the offensive end. Cottrell showing some flashes on the offensive end down there in the post. But defensively, we have nothing. I mean, we have a couple rim protectors, I guess you want to say. Well, but no ability to rebound the ball. Speaking of that, that actually, this actually just occurred to me. I don't think Kerrigan played a minute tonight. Well, I mean, when you're 4-19 from layups, and I don't know how, I mean, it wasn't just him, but I mean, he had the chance of that one dunk, essentially, and missed it there. Who was that? The other day. I mean. You talking about Kerrigan? Yeah. Oh, I'm saying tonight. I don't think he played a single well, no, that's, second tonight. That's what I'm saying. I mean, why would he play after what we saw on Saturday? I mean, because they're getting wide open drives to the rim. At least have somebody there who can block it. Well, I guess there's a reason why. I mean, I guess. I guess you're saying the effort on Saturday was so bad. Maybe he said something. Maybe something happened. Maybe he's, maybe he's the, hurt. The, you never know. Maybe he's one of the guys know. the Huggins is talking about who doesn't want to be there. Who knows? I mean, there's there's always could be anything. Um, <laughs> and at this point in time, I mean, hell, it, it who who's to say? But like you said, that was interesting to hear that in the post game about we're, we're going to find out what kind of who guys you want to be here or not, right? To finish it out. Uh, yeah, you know what? The, you can make the case, and I'll and I'll and I'll say it right now. If you were to win four in a row, which this team won't, but if you were to win four in a row in this league, a seven or eleven team might make it in this in this league this year. I think to do that, you got to win four in a row. And oh, I'm, probably, I'm not saying we're the make team the Big does Twelve that. championship. You don't have to win it, but you got to probably get there, and that's just oh, not feasible. I don't, think, I don't think you have to win it. No, I'm saying you don't have to win it, but you got to at least get there probably, and that's just not feasible. No, I, but Zach, I, I do think though, if you were to win four straight, you were 18 and 13 and 7 11 in the league, maybe you win a game in the conference tournament. You're 19, 19, a 19 and 14 team might get in in the Big 12 this year. Just, just, just watch when we come down the stretch, there might be a team that gets hot and sitting there right there. 18, 19 wins from the Big 12 that gets in. But here's the thing. How many quad one wins do you get at that point, even if you do win the last four? How many of those do you have on the season? Uh, Let's see here. Like seven? I would imagine an Iowa State would be a quad one win at on the road. Texas would be one. Probably this TCU team as well. They're just so barely you're looking, there. You're looking at maybe three, maybe four at that point in time. I mean, I know UConn still is, right. correct? That's it, correct, on the season, UConn? Is UAB still considered quad one? I was wondering that myself. Yeah, I I want I feel like that ended up being a quad two because it was a – I think they classified it as a neutral site. I could be wrong on that, but I have a – yeah. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm with you, Zach. I think there had to be some digging in on that. But I mean, I don't know. I th- this team. I mean, the the resume is is weaker than what we've seen um, under Huggins previously. Um, and then you couple that with what the eleven out of your last twelve now have been losses. You're going to be really hard pressed to give the for the tournament committee to give you any kind of love at this point. Yeah. I think even if you, even if you found a way to, to run the table down the stretch, you probably need two wins in the big 12 tournament. 
losing 11 of 12. Yeah, we just haven't built up any goodwill with this committee to try and get any kind of respect for the tournament. Um, that's losing, all. losing 11 of 12 will do that. Let's just be. Yeah, and then, you know, you look at, you know, I mean, you, you throw in that Kansas game. I mean, both times in the second half, we just, yeah, they were clearly better than we were, and you could just see it. Like, and I, I don't know. There's a lot of teams that I think are going to be on the bubble for the tournament that I think if you put them on a neutral floor against us, you, you could make the argument that they'd be favored by four and a half or more. I think what's so frustrating about this team, and I've thought about this on a couple different occasions, like if you're just bad, like you just aren't any good, you don't expect game in and game out to have a chance to win. But like this team throughout the season has consistently been in games at one point or another and has only gotten really embarrassed on two occasions against Kansas and against Oklahoma State. Besides that, they've either held leads later into the game or competed throughout the game to where they were at least on the same playing surface, like in the same ballpark as these other teams. And that's what's the most frustrating. They just don't have enough to finish these games. They can be in them, but they don't have enough to pull them out because when it all comes down to it, they don't defend well enough consistently. And then they don't have enough consistent offense. And when you don't do those two things well or rebound, you're just not good enough to win ball games consistently. Hey, hey Zach, you made a great point about we, we get to the end, right, and we can't finish because we don't have that it player. We don't have that clutch guy. We don't have that Deuce McBride this year. I mean, Taz is the closest thing you got. Taz is yeah, the closest I, thing you I, have, but Taz, while he's a creator, he, he can't do it all by himself because the reality of it is Sean McNeil is not that number two guy. No. He's not. And and I mean, there's there's unfortunately there's no getting around it. Sean is a great three, a great ability to get out. You know when other guys are you know making passing him open, can make the big shots. But for him to be the, the number two guy that has to run around screens, and has to kind of be the guy that gets attention off the ball, other than Taz, that's a problem. You got to be able to create for yourself. Yeah, exactly. And the offense is at its best when Keedy runs it. And they're able to both kind of run off each other, but problem with that is you always can't do that. And that's I think that's Sean's number one issue. Is it's tough to create space on this team for him. So I mean, especially when you don't have as much, if any, true interior presence. Like if we had Derek Culver on the team, they could probably free him up a little bit outside because you'd have to respect the paint a little bit. But we just don't have that. And I don't mean to um, get off topic here. Did you all just see what happened in the Baylor Oklahoma State game? Absolutely, I did, Zach. Holy shit! That's kind of why I had so much problem getting out what I was trying to say there. Like I had a, I had to do everything I possibly could to not scream when I saw that he made that before the buzzer. What the f? But no, but no, but the shot clock violation, correct? No. Wait, what? Oh yeah, he didn't get the shot clock violation was there before the floor. I see the reaction now. That's what they're getting him on. That sucks. Yeah, but it was oh, legit though. That was sick. That was that was phenomenal. That's like, really you upsetting. Know they better win. That's upsetting. It's, it's Zach. That's the point right there. Like Oklahoma State found a way to win a couple games. Right? They're not as broken, and then they make they're finding they're still competing. And they have nothing to play for. They have no exactly. preseason tournament to play for. 
and they're they've still able Isaac, to do this and come but together they have and an play. Isaac Likely, right? They've they've got some. They've got a few dudes. They've got toughness. We, well, they've got toughness, and I, and I think it actually. We don't have that underneath the basket. That's the problem. Well, and that's where I was headed, and I think that's the big difference. Like you look tonight, like when you needed to come up with a big defensive rebound, Texas Tech got the tap out or the the, the hustle play to the to the ball and kept a possession alive, like. This team's inability hey, to CJ, hold you to Texas one Tech stop always does that, but it was TCU tonight or TCU. But I still, <laughs> it, it doesn't change it. I mean, it, it historically we're so used to being able to have a team one possession and done. That's just not happening, and we've been in so many close games and yeah, we haven't found ways to close them out. And to me, that's the glaring difference. We just, we can't get the stop when we have to get it late. And that's kind of been the hallmark signature and it, it's not there. Hey, Hey guys, I want to go ahead and eat, eat a little crow here from earlier in the year. I thought we would be addition by subtraction without Culver. And the reality of it is that's just not simply been the fact. Culver would would help you on the boards significantly with this team. Oh, absolutely. He'd make a huge difference. Would be a huge difference. You would not be last place in the Big 12 with Derek Culver. We'd still be a tournament team if he was around. So I'll I'll eat the crow on that one for sure. We will not talk about he should not be named, though. We'll believe that be. You refuse. Until we talk about the national picture, which, which we will talk about a little bit. As was, it's was, that time I, of year. As I was say, when he wins National Player of the Year, you're probably gonna have to use his name. That ain't that ain't fucking happening, CJ. It might happen. It's not happening. <laughs> it it's not happening. Happen. It's not happening. We'll get there later, though. Let's let's finish up our our sad, our kind of our sad uh, looking at Mountaineer hoops. Um, so, CJ, you're saying no NIT, Zach? How do you feel? NIT? I mean, they might be able drinks to- on me. <laughs> they might be able to pull it out. I guess any <laughs> postseason basketball they can get would be beneficial, at least for these young guys who get to stick around. Like Seth Wilson needs to play more. Keedy's playing well enough to where I can't really complain about him getting playing time over Kobe, but I would love to see Kobe get more playing time. Well, you know, exactly. One quick question, right? The one time Kobe comes in tonight, first play, literally just loses the ball, hands it right to the to to Miles. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one play. I'm sure that. You know, yeah, but it nice happened quite a bit. But though. it's one play. Yeah, what happened to Taz as well? Dribbled right, right into a guy's oh. face tonight. So Taz has been consistently responsible for having some awful turnovers. But when you have the ball in your hands that much, it's just—I mean, that's just, it's just a byproduct of it. What are you to do? Hmm. What are you to do at that point? I mean, who else are you getting the ball to? Yeah. I mean, it's Keedy and Taz, and, and that's that's about it. Hey, CJ, I'm only going to tell you this. I do think we make the NIT. I think I'm we'll rise rooting. up and win a couple games at home, maybe win a game in the Big 12 tournament. I'm rooting for it. I mean, I, I'm a Mountaineer guy through and through, and I'd love to see them get in it. I just right now, I just – I don't see the – I don't see the path right now unless – Unless this team just decides to mentally snap out of it and say to hell with it, and we're just going to go down swinging, but I don't know. It just it kind of it almost has this feeling like Kansas just beat you twice because you were hanging with them, you were there, and then you just didn't have an answer, 
and it's almost like it just mentally crushed. Like it was kind of like, you know what? It doesn't matter anymore. And unless they snap out of that fog, um, I just, I also, I also kind of want to give TC a little bit of credit. I think they're a little bit better than what I thought they were, especially that, um, the one guard who, I mean, Miles. made some tough shots. Yes. Yes. Zach. Say that for everybody. Mike Miles. No, no, no. The other one. The one who's sixth in the conference in scoring has the difficult name to pronounce. I thought Mike Miles was the one who was sixth in the conference in scoring. I don't, I don't believe so. Number one. We'll cut this. That's, he's, their best, he's their best player. Who was the guy who? Oh, that never mind. Okay, Miles, but that Damon Ball guy made some shots tonight. That was just oh crazy. yeah, he he killed us. Yeah, like that. Never mind. My bad, buddy. I, Miles is definitely their better guy, but he made a couple shots that I was like, "Good God!" I know. Okay. I mean, well, they, they had five guys in double figures, and Micah Peavy, the Texas Tech transfer, he had eight and six. Like when you have that much scoring, and for God's sake, Huggins talked about it. Rim runs. And open layups. Yeah. Everybody. Absolutely. I would listen to the first 20 minutes of it on my way home from practice on the radio, and all I heard was TCU with a layup, TCU with a dunk, TCU with a missed dunk. I'm like, where's the defense? And it just <laughs> it continued. Nowhere to be found. Zach, uh, without looking at a stat sheet, CJ as well, leading rebounder tonight. For the Mountaineers, who would you guess and with how many? Well, I already saw the number, but I didn't see the person, so I'll say Gabe. Okay, close, Zach, but no cigar. Off by one on Gabe. CJ? If I had to guess, I, I, I'm i going to go with Proxy. I'm going to go with Polly. It was Polly Cap with six. Keedy actually had five. Tied Gabe with five. He did not have anybody else, huh? Kitty, Kitty played a lot of minutes. Yeah, thirty-three. You did not have anybody else in the game with more than two rebounds. That's how you end up getting out rebounded by sixteen. And you only had three guys with two rebounds. Bridges and Cottrell played a total of fifty minutes in the game between them, and got two rebounds apiece. That that can't happen. That's the biggest problem I have with control being on the floor. Like, I can live with him not scoring if he's at least pulling down rebounds, which he seemingly he never gets really does. ball watching all the time on shots. I don't know. That's ridiculous. There's no excuse for it. I mean, he's a he's a 6'10", 245-pound guy who averages 2.5 rebounds a game in damn near 16 minutes on the floor. And in, in Jalen's... <sighs> In Jalen's defense, he's been a he's pretty solid tried. rebounder all season. Like he's yeah, been he, one of our more consistent ones. He's done much better. He's done much better. Tonight was an off night for him. Well, I, I think for but him he's not great tonight, and he was he was on the perimeter a ton tonight too. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, Isaiah's got to get he's got to get a mean streak about him because he doesn't have one. What's unfortunate about those two guys is they both started off offensively in the first half so well and like 
I even said it to myself. I'm like, this won't last. Like, there's no way offensively we'll continue to do what we do in this first half. And then as bad as our defense was playing, we were just letting TCU get whatever they wanted. I'm like, one of these things has got to give. Like, we can't continue to let this defense go on because I know this offense isn't going to continue. Like, what do we what do we do here? And the defense tightened up a little bit in the second half, at least to the point where TCU didn't shred us. But offensively, we just went into the tank. Yeah, tip, typical. Well, and, and I give TCU a lot of credit, but also they they got a few more whistles than we did as well. I, I don't think we got a, a great whistle, but it, it wouldn't have mattered. I, I, well, then again, you never know. Some calls at crucial times – can really flip games sometimes. Um, and at the end of the day, I mean, 17 to 16 foul calls, 25 to 16 free throw attempts. It's not like it's egregious, but no, there were times where we definitely drove and got foul. I mean, it happened. At the end yeah. of the day, that's not what swung that game. We could not rebound against one of the best rebounding teams in the country. They're top of the conference in rebounding. And that was without their best rebounder in this game. So imagine if he would have played. Yeah, I mean, 42 to 24, that just doesn't happen to West Virginia basketball. Yeah, well, and then Huggins finally got teed up. I was kind of shocked it took him this long. You know what, though? The way he got teed up tonight was kind of funny and probably the mildest Hugs tee I've ever seen. That's pretty soft. (laughs) I mean, he literally just clapped for a foul call. He was definitely a smart ass about it. And I'm sure he said something along with those claps, but uh, you know what though? Yeah, he 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 was saying something. And by the way, what do y'all think about the uh the look of the last two games for Huggy? Oh, I I dig it. I do too. I dig I dig this this Jordan black pullover with the uh with the gold Nike chain, WVU chain there. It's it's working for him. Now you mentioned the aspect in our group text about how he's ditching the little general logo like i didn't even think about that aspect like i noticed he wore the elite uh pullover on saturday against kansas and then rocked the jordan today like he's going for the brand yeah i mean i think it's i think kids nowadays man they don't they don't want to see that little general logo and he's 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 not he's not trying to put it go away yet zach you know he's not we're not dead yet i think hugs wants another run Another good run or two. He can still recruit with the best of them. Well, he's going to have to. Yeah. I mean, hey, and also say this. Chris Beard's been very good in the portal. I, I think Hugs last year got caught a little bit by the portal. Uh, you know, we talked that we got on the, the Cottrell diatribe, obviously. But, I mean, I think he thought Cottrell was going to be a little bit better. I think he thought Taz – and Sean, I think you think all he needed really was a little bit of rim protection in terms of defensively. And I think he got caught a little flat-footed with it. I don't think that'll happen again. Yeah, I don't think it'll happen again because if you listen to his comments where he said they're going to be better, they've hired somebody that that's basically all they do. And he, he said something interesting, and I think it was on his coach's show, um, that you also have to be a little leery of the portal too. Everybody had Texas Tech as a as a prohibitive one of the favorites, right, to be in the Final Four, and they've really struggled. Bunch of transfer kids. Hold on, are we talking Texas Tech or Texas? Texas. Okay. Beard brought in a bunch of those guys, and it hasn't quite worked out as as what I think everybody thought it would. So I think you have to be, you have to get guys, but you have to get kind of the 
maybe the right guys for your system. Um, and and you look at Baylor. I mean, they they add the right pieces. Right, exactly. In the portal a good bit. There, there, there's kind of a science to it. It's not just, you know, grabbing a bunch of guys and throwing them on the floor and praying it works, which is kind of, I feel like, what Texas did, where Baylor went out and got specific needs, and that that's kind of the way you have to do it right now. Well, and I don't have any doubt that he can do it. I guess that's my my thing. Um, he's a Hall of Fame coach in – probably arguably the best basketball league in the country um in, in a place that has a little bit of tradition and we've i mean we've you know deuce is i mean i think West Virginia has a brand name in basketball um and so, so i don't think it's impossible i think he's just got to find a little bit of scoring in the portal next year uh and, and honestly guys i mean i don't know about this we're kind of getting into next year already because i think we kind of know the writings on the wall for this team uh, this year. But, I mean, like, in terms – we don't know. You never know anymore what's going to be coming and going, obviously. But if, if you have a solid core of JB and, and Sean, despite tonight, you know, with that big goose egg, if you can get him a guy to play off the ball, get another guard, get a big – I mean, I, 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 have, I have high hopes again that we'll be a tournament team again uh, next season. I really do, I, and, and that's just betting on hugs with with the little bit of the core that would remain. And, and I like Seth Wilson and Kobe. And I don't blame you for that. I mean, in all likelihood, Tad or Sean and Keedy will come back because what reason do they have to not come back? I mean, they're going to be fed minutes next year. Are they both available to come back, Zach? They both have that senior tag on them. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out that COVID deal. Yeah, both the, are those are both, those both are the only two seniors here. of the seven that are able to come back. So Keedy yeah. can as well. Yes, yes, that's huge. Yeah, I did I mean, not know that. That actually kind of changes my perspective even on this team even more. I mean, JUCO guys in their third year. I mean, they've they've been much improved under Huggins. I mean, look at Taz for instance. Not to say that Keedy would necessarily reach that level but he's he's been pretty solid all around this year he has been and his defense has been great and if you oh, yeah. maybe get a little bit better from the outside perimeter shooting wise for him you know and jb continues to turn a little bit of a corner for you maybe Catrell gets a little bit tougher in the weight room you know puts on some some pounds i mean he obviously wasn't able to, to do the strength training that he probably would have liked with that injury last year get a little aggressiveness out of him, you're still going to get some reinforcements in, into the interior defense for rebounding especially. I mean, we're going to go find some guy from the Summit League that averages 10 rebounds. You damn well guarantee it. As far as Isaiah is concerned, I feel like I feel like you kind of have to let him be what he's going to be offensively. Like, you don't want him to beef up to where he can't shoot because he is a perimeter-oriented big, and we have to kind of play around that. If we're going to play him and he's going to be a part of this, you know, part of the team and a part of the solution, you can't – He can get stronger, though, Zach. He can get stronger, but he can't lose the ability to shoot from the outside. But defensively, he has to be more inclined to try and crash the boards and be more physical. Like, you, you got to be able to have both. Yeah, well, I, I think – you know, Blaine kind of brought up 
kind of a good point, and it may, it may be kind of where they're at with him, <clears throat> is the strength, I think, really at this point, I mean, may just have to come out of his lower body. I mean, coming off that Achilles, you got to wonder how much he could really do that way with it um, and, and getting stronger, you know, from basically his butt down, um, you know, to kind of, you know, get leverage, get strength and not get shoved off the off the block as easily. And that may be where a lot of his growth comes from. I like that, TJ. I mean, I think that's, I think it's fair. I mean, cause that's it seemingly, and I don't know, maybe also, I mean, you got to be able to try and hopefully teach this guy how to rebound a little bit too. Cause I mean, I don't know if it's just me. I don't ever seemingly seem, never seems to be a guy who gets caught ball watching on shots as much as Isaiah Cottrell. Watching in person there the other night, I mean, he he just gets caught flat-footed when the shot goes up more than any guy I've seen in a long time uh, in a Mountaineer uniform. He's just not an active rebounder. It takes constant effort to put yourself in position to get rebounds, and that's why, you know, Gabe can do it, even though he's more of an undersized big. Like, he's boxing out guys three to four inches taller than him. I think think rebounding's a lot of want. Cottrell's going to want to rebound, and right now he doesn't want to rebound. You have to put yourself in position to do it by desiring to get the ball. I, I, and I think that that's a situation where if, if Hugs can find some guys that can play, he may not be – I don't know. I, I, I get what you're saying, but, I mean, maybe that comes with him getting a little bit older and getting a little stronger. Maybe that want will come a little more. We can He's only hope, young. right? He's still young. He's still technically a freshman for all you know, for all intents and purposes. So his best ball is ahead of him, as far as I'm concerned. I just like to see a little more on that side of the ball. And, and at I least don't his offense is starting to come along, which is what he really was known for coming out of high school. Right. Exactly. I mean, I think that's only fair too. You know what's funny is like we're sitting here trying to think of ways to get ourselves in the tournament. And you and they're showing these blind resumes, and it's got a team that's like nineteen and eight, a team that's sixteen and nine, a team that's sixteen and eight, and TCU's like on the bubble, right? It's like a couple games go our way, we're right there. Like you said, Zach, we've been in almost every game this year. We've never had exactly what we needed in any game. Like on Saturday night against Kansas, watching McCormick kind of bully us down on the floor was just insane. I mm-hmm. mean, there's no way a Bob Huggins basketball team will look like that again next year. I can guarantee that. I can't see how it would. He's not going to tolerate that. I, I'm kind of surprised how it happened this year, though. But I guess that's what happens when you lose two of the two of the better big men that you've had in the last 10 years mm-hmm. in one recruiting session. Not a lot of teams can bounce back from that, not to mention losing an NBA caliber guard. And you know another guy we forget about? Um, that would have helped this team. Him and Matthews would definitely have helped this particular team. It wouldn't have hurt it. I mean, athletic would have would have rebounded a little bit. Would have helped this team. And it would have been senior leadership. Yeah. Which I mean – this team has well, a degree, but a lot of our seniors are transfers as well. Yeah, but I, I don't think he's been very happy with the senior leadership. Yeah. And that, and that's not to go against Taz either. I think that's that's trying to be 
trying to be fair to it's like when you when you talk about that it's like it's not because it's on task i mean i don't and i don't want to want to you don't really want to necessarily get at sean either because he's definitely working hard it's just the team is not built to be as successful as we'd like it to be i think that's just we play hard a lot i, I don't think you can question the effort most nights we just don't have it no, we, don't enough lost, guys. we lost a lot of special pieces for sure and what sucks about Taz's situation, there's not a whole lot he can do about it. Oftentimes, you'll watch them on offense in the half court, and you get to about 10, 12 seconds left on the shot clock. The ball almost always finds his hands, and everybody's just standing around waiting for him to do something. Yep. There's like four four other dudes just standing there. Yep. He can't do it all himself. How, I mean, Zach, percentage of times do you feel like that happens this year? I mean, it has to be in the mid. Mid to high thirties per possession, right? Per game. Forty percent of the time I'd say offensively, if we just don't have anything going for us in a set, the ball finds him and they just sit and watch, hoping he pulls something out of his ass. Yeah. And that honestly, that happened Javon's senior year a lot of times. And his junior year for that matter. Like they did that with Javon a lot. They would get the ball in his hands when they needed it to be there, and they didn't necessarily run something. They just hoped that he would pull something out of his ass. Do you mean Deuce or you mean Javon? Javon had it happen to him a lot. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he I mean, definitely, Think about the Gonzaga game in the he, tournament. He definitely did his junior year. Think about that Gonzaga game his junior year in the tournament to end the game. Yep. They just put the ball in his hands and hoped he'd create, and it didn't happen. You can't just rely on that to happen. No. No, you can't. Well, <clears throat> gotta help yeah. the guy out. Well, I mean, you could almost go back with Hugs. Even you know, I I think with pretty much a lot of his teams, I think that that's been the case. You know, Javon obviously is one we remember, but that Final Four team, it, it Deshaun ended up with the Deshaun Butler ended up with the ball a lot of times late, and it was just like, oh, make a make a play. And he did. That's the thing. He did. <laughs> Jawan Staten made plays a lot of times. I mean, it's yeah. It does happen, but this – I don't know. I, those teams always had guys you could at least pass the ball to. Yeah, like, it, it just – John had it, KJ. Yeah. yeah. Well, or Dax with, Miles. <laughs> yeah, I think with this team it feels like it happens earlier in the games, whereas, like, you kind of knew with some of those teams late, okay, you knew who was getting the ball. This one almost feels like it's every possession. It's like, all right, we'll just go get us something. And kudos to Taz. A lot of times he does pull something out of his ass. Like he's not what he's not deficient. Team? He's able he, with the double team. He had a shot. He had a shot about twenty feet in the corner, and shot it over two guys. I'm like, there's no way, and he drilled it. I'm like, son of a bitch. I mean, and it's and it, it has happened a lot this year. It's, it's almost a shame that his year got disjointed the way it did because that might have changed some things too. I mean, if you. If you think about what this team, and I know we play ifs and buts, candy and nuts, but you think about what this team would be like with either Deuce or Culver if they'd have returned. God forbid both. Like, and I'll even, I'll even like to throw in a few should not be named. Oh my gosh. What this team could have been yeah. if the guy you were expected to have back were still here. That's <sighs> just how it goes. Today's landscape, that's just the way it is. You know, it's funny, though. It wasn't today's landscape to what, two years ago? Mm-hmm. Funny how things change. Yeah. And in a hurry, too. 
So where do we go from here? But, but you know what though? Hey, where do you go from here? I think where you go from here is you you just you go sell the brand. You go. I mean, hey man, if 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 uh if it becomes the Barstool West Virginia Coliseum, you, you don't think that'll help a little bit? <laughs> is that in talks? Oh, that that's in talks. I saw the, something. The Twitter about exchange there with the old El Presidente and, and Coach Hugs. I saw he was at the fish fry. Yeah, he was. Fellas, I will say, got out of the state high school swim meet at about seven forty-five, um, seven seven thirty, and the thought crossed my mind. I was like, I've got to go to this eventually, one of these years. This year would have been a fun one, but I know you can mm. buy the tickets at the door. You know, um, I had a very nice evening though at a great restaurant, Old Oliverio's. So it, it wasn't like we were slumming. No free plugs. Hey, all various could could definitely get a, free, a plug anytime they want, man. That, that place is great. It's kind of funny though, because like when you if you think about Muriel's versus Oliverio's, right? Like Muriel's Mi- is awesome. Muriel's is awesome. Muriel's is like be, be, be careful, man. You're, no, you're, I don't know. What, here's, here's Muriel's what is my place, man. Be no, careful. no, time out, time out. What I'm gonna say is Muriel's is straight out the Godfather. Yeah. It is. All right, and then like Oliverio's, it's like you came straight out of like Olive Garden, but the food's on Muriel's level. You know what I'm saying? That's okay. All okay. All right. All right. That's fair. I'll, I'll yeah, give you that. That's that's, that's, that's kind of hey, them, them Clarksburg Italians, man. They know how to make some good food. That's for damn sure. Yeah, they do. Puglioni's uh, also for anybody who hasn't been there. Puglioni's, they're good stuff. Ah, oh, Puglioni's. Okay. All right. Yeah. Wow. What happened to no free plugs there? I'll plug pugs whenever pugs <laughs> gets the plug. <laughs> oh, hey, so talking about free plugs, right? If you have a four day weekend in Morgantown, places I got to eat at, fellas. This I think this is a pretty good all star lineup here. Green Turtle. That's one I have not had, but I've wanted for a long time. I'll tell you what, Zach, it's a very very good place, man, and and the atmosphere is pretty cool. They localize it for each place. A lot of West cool West Virginia gear up in there. Uh, had some, they call it rockfish bites. Phenomenal. Um, and then, man, they just got good stuff all in general. The green turtle got Mario's keglers for lunch one day. Mm-hmm. Mario's before the basketball game Saturday, and then all of the areas. Like, that's a, I mean, I was eating right there four days in Morgantown. It's a good lineup. I mean, really, I don't, I mean, what could you have added to really beef that up? Maybe a little pizza house one day or something. The beanery is hard to pass off. Maybe a slice of cost. Yeah, the beanery would have was going to be Saturday, but um, literally drove the block to go see like, you know, put us on the list at Mario's, you know, because you want a fish bowl, and uh, you come back around the block. It was just literally pulled down the street, went to the Coliseum to see if there was any kind of wait, and they called us back at Mario's. So it was destiny to have the fish bowls that night. Just all there oh, was yeah. to it. Yeah, and their wings are much better than beaneries for my money. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, fellas, you know, I think we've kind of exhausted our Morgantown portion here, and I'm sitting here watching. Let's get into a little Juwan Howard action here. Um, you know, if he tried to take my fishbowl, I might swing on somebody like like he did on guard. Uh, but, I mean, what, what was going on? Did either one of you guys watch that live? I did not um, – I just saw the alert and it came through. 
I read it and it was like, are you, I was leaving from the driving range and, and read it and was like, that, that can't be real. And lo and behold, wow, it was like, yikes. You, as a coach, cannot get to that point. Like, you are supposed to be the one setting the example and like, if one of your players does that, you're the one who's supposed to defuse the, the situation, not detonate it. Like that's <laughs> yeah, yeah, unacceptable. That's- yeah, I mean, guard had no no reason to put his hands on Jawan Howard, but now, time oh, on, the guard put, the guy. Hold on now, he didn't put his hands on him. That's exaggerating. Well, I would he, agree with that. I would totally that's agree with wild. that. I, I've I, seen I, the I, same take. I disagree. Yeah, well, I mean, I, and, and who? Hey, CJ, real quick before you get in on it, I'm going to say something real fast. Who put their finger in guard's face first? Jawan Howard came down, looking down on him with his finger in his face. Was Correct. a little I, much. I, I'm not disagreeing with that, but what I'm going to say. And remember, is, this also well, happened in the Big Ten tournament last year as well. There's a little bit of a brew ha ha there between Jawan Howard and Guard. Correct. There is. But this is my biggest thing with it is be a damn adult. Be an adult and don't be stupid. Like Howard was literally about to walk by the dude without saying a word. Like, what kind of sportsmanship is that? Not to say I, that he had to. The guard no, was just, just trying to get a word in. Like, see what and, was up. No, and and like I said, and I can understand that, but you already know there's tension there. Like, it, to me, both guys have got to be adults. Granted, Jawan's way off base with. I think I guard know. was an adult, CJ, by by just saying, yeah. "Hey, good game. This is why I took this time out, trying to let him know what's going on." And Jordan Howard acts like said. a petulant child. He he could have true, been but and here's the thing, and I'm moment. not even going to call that a punch. That was more like a bitch slap. I mean, come on. But regardless, it's still regardless. Why is the coach doing is, that? Correct, unacceptable. And, correct, CJ. What are you fighting for here, buddy? I'm not. What I'm saying is, is I I just feel like both guys. I, I'm way more of the blame, and all of that goes on Juwan Howard. I, I'm not saying that rightfully so. Me, to me, it's, you know what, if you don't want to walk by and shake my head, let him go. Let him go. Keep your head up. Move on. Like, I have been in plenty of those lines where guys literally straight dissed people. Like, don't look at you. Don't put their hand out and just walk by you. Let it go. Let it go. And that's fine, but can you not talk like an adult? I mean, I, I'd agree, Zach. I mean, no, and I'd agree with when that. you're the head and, coach. And, and here's here's what really pushed me over the edge on Jawan Howard, and I'm not advocating for him to be fired, but what is that bullshit? Oh, he put his hands on me. Dude, you're an adult. Shut the hell up. Because if that had been one of your kids, you'd have kicked him off the team before you got to the plane. Be an adult. You, you, you teach discipline. You're one of the top paid employees in the state of michigan represent yourself well and and like i said with with guard like i'm not saying he was egregious but it, like i i can kind of understand like don't put your hands on me like i can kind of get that but that's just, not an excuse to go i'm, I'm i just don't to figure just out don't, what justified getting a ten thousand dollar fine for guard i guess just his involvement in general like he couldn't get nothing but what did what did he do that was even worth getting fined. I, under, I honestly don't understand. I don't either, Zach. I really don't it, either. It's that that's the equivalent of a double tag. I think the Big Ten didn't really have a choice. I guess. 
Well, hold on. You, you, you know, it's get, funny though. It, it's one it, of those we're going to get both guys and pray to God that cooler heads prevail. But I don't know if that's actually going to happen. I, I do have a question though. When I read the story, Juwan Howard also got fined as well, correct? 40 k. Forty k and the five games. Okay. Right. As long. Okay. Want to make sure that because I only saw when I read the story the first time, I only saw the five game suspension. Well, like, I I saw it was four games, but then I saw on ESPN they had the rest of the season. Is that the just rest the, of the regular rest of the regular season? season? Regular season. Okay. Now, what'd be awesome is if they met in the Big Ten tournament. That'd I would be hilarious. Love it. And then guard could beat him again. Oh man, that's got to happen. I'm just I want it now. The big, big fans big, probably sweating and, that. And I don't I don't understand how you can go into a post game if you're Dewan Howard and justify what pissed you, you off. Did. I, I didn't that. like you calling a timeout. <laughs> like what the what are you talking about, bro? How are you gonna justify you hitting a dude and going <laughs> off and exploding the situation by I didn't like that you called a timeout up double digits with fifteen seconds left. That's not fair to my guys. Give me a break. I was gonna say it's not like it's not cool, but it's, it's not, not worth cool, that. But here's the hypocrisy of it: there's 15 seconds. You're down double digits. No shot. You're still pressing. So because he called the timeout, that uh, that's why he did it. Right. But what I'm saying is, is you're you're still pressing, trying to get a couple of turnovers. 15 seconds. It's over. What was he was he pressing before the timeout was called? I from what I heard, he was. Just judging by the game recap here, I kind of went over there to look. It does look like they were pressing. Okay. So, I mean, like, well, okay. Petty meets Petty. Correct. Yep. Like, you're not acting like the game's over either, so why should he? And if I'm not mistaken, he took it because of he wanted to get – he get, was getting caught in between the shot clock, correct, and wanted to get a, a bunch of subs in. They were sitting at the table. I'm not sure the yeah. The I'm not sure all honestly. the details on it. Like I said, I I caught it this morning, but like on regardless. News, but whatever yeah, the I reasoning mean, was, unless he caught a timeout to walk over to Michigan's bench and start talking shit to Jawan Howard, there's no reason <laughs> to take that timeout so hard. Do you know what I would have loved to have seen if he would have went over there and started talking shit to Jawan Howard? That would have been better than that. I mean, at least it would have given started some right reasoning there. to try and do something about it in the line. I mean, sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. Oh, I don't know. Hey, Michigan's crazy. as bad as we are, though. Well, unfortunately for us, we don't have a a recent Final Four bid, so. Yeah, but that's not Juwan Howard. Well, his coaching, not his guys. Yeah, that's probably fair. I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say his coaching either. He wasn't that great of a coach. How many years has he been there now? Three, I believe. I think this is his third. Third or fourth. Yeah. B line was in the NBA for like two shakes of a titty. So. <laughs> you can cut that. I don't I don't know where that came from. I that's definitely not getting cut now. Damn it. Um, um <laughs> But here, here's the thing. Um, I don't know. I mean, you had Hunter Dickinson. You thought you'd be good this year, and, and they just weren't. Um, speaking of the the Big Ten, we're kind of into this league. I think Purdue's the best team in the country, by the way. Fair? 
All the hate on the number one Gonzaga Bulldogs. Dude, you bring that shit in here, and <laughs> you know what's going to happen. You act like yeah. you didn't expect it. Well, I mean, Zach, you know what? Do, do us a favor right now. We'll talk about the Big Ten in a minute. Pull up Gonzaga's schedule for me. I don't have to. I already know. Okay. So, tell, tell me. Uh, I don't have to. I'll stop. Santa Clara, St. Mary's, BYU. You know the, you know the drill. You trying to tell me those are good good wins? Do they oftentimes result in tournament runs of some sort or another? Yeah, probably. Hold on, hold on. You're talking about St. Mary's and Santa Clara having tournament runs? I'm talking about despite whatever schedule Gonzaga has in the regular season, or at least in conference play, it pretty consistently over the past decade results in a postseason run. Of some sort, you know, Zach. Early, early, early tournament exits be damned. They've had success, and you can't deny it. You're, you're almost. You make me want to go and, and truly want to go look up what they've done in tournaments. But I want to talk about. The they made the first. final four the year they beat us. They made the championship last year. They've done it twice. I think the rest of the time they've been rather bad. And that's more than most. What do you expect? Why are your expectations of them higher than everybody else? Because they're treated like they are. And they have success. Oh, Dude, they've got 13 quad four wins for the love of God, man. It does not matter. It absolutely They matters. are good. They are good. They're not tested. And it they weren't tested at the beginning of the season. All the time. Games at the beginning of the season don't matter. Full body of work isn't a thing. You're right. Stupid me. Uh, well, no, okay. we're... Oh, nope, sorry. That? Full oh, okay. body work. Nope. You're right. I'm an idiot. Eh. I mean, we're not. What what we're saying is, is that it would. I'd like to see a team, you know, have to have their starters on the floor in the second half of a game in conference. Hey, more power to them. This time of season, guys get hurt. They don't have to play them. More power to them. I don't know, man. Say, maybe, I mean, other, maybe these other teams should get better. Maybe the other teams in their conference would be better. Maybe you made me want to be the villain for this team. Oh, we're not trying to make you the villain, but they don't have a true great road win. Their best mm. road win, who? Santa Clara, come on. Hey, Santa Clara's tough. I don't know about that, Zach. I don't either. <laughs> I'll defend right. the team till I die. All right, so hold on. let's let's just be fair because here. you're too incessant hateration. Time out. So let's let's just do this, okay? Real quickly, Gonzaga in the tournament lost in the national final. Okay, that's well, hey, we'll we'll give him props for that. That's impressive, right? I think so. Lost lost in a regional final. Okay, we'll give him that elite eight. Lost yeah. in a regional semifinal, but when you were a number one seed, yeah, okay. So what? Uh, I mean, for them to be treated that way, you probably need to find a way to be a little better. Um, lost in the final, the national final that game, regional semi. Okay, here's where we get it. I, I, hey, as a stretch run, that's better than pretty much every team out there. Lost in the sweet six. Lost in the second round. 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 Early season, early tournament losses be damned. 
they, on the whole, over the past decade, have had as much success, if not more, than any team out there, and that is true. Yeah, but if you're How many team, when you get when you get to be handed a, a freaking one seed because you played Pepperdine and Santa Clara for a fucking month, <laughs> I'd have a problem with that. Sorry. When everybody success else is success. grinding in the Big 12 and the Big East. Success Sorry. is success. No, it's not. And and I and I can tell you this, and I mean this being wholeheartedly as honest as I can be, being a fan of both Marshall and West Virginia. Sometimes success that Marshall got in the MAC, it didn't mean as much as as the success that WVU has had in the Big East because of the level of competition. It's just a proven. It's proven. Everybody just hates on the little guy. It's not so much hating on the little guy. It's just the level of the arenas, the level of the talent, the level of the exposure, the the guys calling your games. It's just a reality. Names on the front do matter. Gonzaga's a pretty stellar name on the front. Not Gonzaga's name that matters. It's everybody else (laughs) around him. I know what you mean. It's, it's, It's only right. Uh, and speaking of that, Zach, they are the number one national seed again somehow, some way. Somehow. I, I don't, don't get it. I don't get it. Okay, I mean, let, let's let's be honest. I'll be real with you. Wins don't matter. Texas, and Texas is a good win. That. Texas and UCLA are good wins, for sure. And Duke, Texas, Texas. Okay, but we're not giving room for quality ah, losses. Ah, ah, ah. Nope. No. Every no. other team. Every other team gets judged on quality losses. Who does? Every every team in the tournament committee selection. Okay, every that goes to your that goes schedule. Well. That's fair. Okay, I, mean, I get what that you're saying. That is a qualification for a tournament team. I get what you're saying. Okay. And so Alabama as well. Not as good as you would think, but okay. Not, not as much so this year as you would think. Neutral site. I mean, that's and that's it, buddy. Well, I mean, here, BYU's not very good. I mean, San Francisco's kind of, eh. Um, you, you say that, and here's what St. Mary's funny. has given a lot of love. They're okay. But, Blaine, you say that, and here's what's really funny, because I, I pulled up Gonzaga's net rankings and their quad wins. How many quad one games do you think they've had to this point? I'll seven. go with six. How many, Zach? I'll say seven. Nine. Man. You're we're underselling them, huh? And here's the sad part: somehow, some way, San Francisco ranks as a quad one win. Because San Francisco's not bad. Because they ooh, they play a bunch of people. But here's here's where I really get to just looking at this one. You you beat Texas, who's probably not as good as everybody thought they were at home. And then you've got a bunch of neutral site games, like no you real true. I mean, come on! Their the best made years in advance. Okay, fine, but in basketball, it's not so much so. But years here... is in two to three. Yeah, still is a couple years. Yes, still okay. years. But Plural. some of their. But here's the sad part: some of the games that you'd put up there is all who they've played. They were all neutral site games. They're not playing any real true road games out of conference. And to me, that's where I have the issue. Test yourself. Go to Texas. Here's an idea: go to Duke. That's weird. Hey. Hey, you know, NCAA tournament games, neutral sites. I don't, they, I don't they, know. They are, are they, Zach. Are they? You're right are about that. Games? That's, I don't you're know. Right. Hey, you know what's uh, funny, though? I actually looked up Okay, then why play any actually, games? Let's just everybody play on a fucking neutral site and just call it a goddamn day. Okay. Well, we, we can't we can't do that. We can't do that. Okay. 
And I don't know. Maybe he's onto something. I do want to say something real quick. <laughs> oh my though, god! Hey, San Francisco, um, and being a Mountaineer fan, we cannot have that because that's it's not going to work well for us. San Francisco actually pretty solid. Look at their resume: nine and five in that league. I hate to say it, that's what's getting me in trouble with them. But they actually have some decent out of league wins. I, I will give you a little credit on them, Zach. Santa Clara, I will not. BYU, I'll not. They're trash this year. St. Mary's could be decent. They might get three out of the West Coast Conference. So, Zach, so, so Gonzaga is your team to beat, correct? In the country. Before I answer that question. No, no, no. I have, okay. I have, a couple, okay. I have a couple teams that I have as teams to beat. Okay. Would you all consider Ken Palm as a relatively reliable source for, you know, good NCAA basketball data? I would say it's solid. Pretty, pretty good. Pretty well respected. Yeah. I mean, CJ, well, I you mean agree? It's, it's about to tell me something about Gonzaga being elite when I see it with my eyes. They are good, but they don't they don't play anybody. They're the number one team in Kempom. That yeah, because it's efficiency rankings, and when you play adjusted offense, adjusted defense, and those aren't just straight numbers. Those are adjusted based on the formulas yeah. that he uses. But, but when you it's play not just straight up. When you play Pepperdine, strength of schedule is involved. Strength of schedule is included in this ranking. Oh my god! <sighs> All right, whatever. I don't know what you want. I tell you this much: I know that if Gonzaga played Arizona, I would take Arizona to win because they play people on a more consistent basis than Gonzaga. Now you're hyping the Pac-12. Is this where we're at? In our no, lives? I'm just telling you, I would take Arizona to beat Gonzaga. Oh my god! I would take Auburn to beat Gonzaga. I might too. I like Auburn's that guard play. I really like. I love Purdue. I, actually I like really, Kentucky. I like to. I would take Kansas over Kentucky, even despite what we saw on neutral on that on that floor. Man, I really like what I saw. Kentucky's tough. They are. They are. They are tough. I will give you that, Zach. I hate it. And they're young, tough. and they should only continue to get better through this oh, last shit. bit of the season. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I was going to say young. What do you mean they're going to be around next year? Come on now. We know. No. 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 I'm just okay. saying, as the season progresses, they yeah. should get even better. Like Washington, young guy. Like these these guys. Like they have more transfers with some experience, like Grady and Oscar and a couple other guys whose name are escaping me right now. Wheeler, the guy from Georgia, like they've got more of that leadership than they normally do. The deal with them is none of those guys have tournament experience, really. It's true. So that's going to be really interesting for them. But how Grady's got Grady does have a little bit tournament experience, you know? Yeah, Grady has Grady has some experience though. He's probably the most experienced guy in that aspect yeah um i I do like kentucky i hate to say it but i do like them i I love kansas man what i saw in person there on saturday night impressed me a lot it really did and it wasn't so much that they beat us like a drum but they withstood everything abaji is phenomenal this year Mm -hmm. i mean he's excellent he, he he really finds ways to make everything happen mccormick is it's going to be a load for anybody to handle in the middle. Um, and man, I'll be honest, Jalen Wilson really has a smooth way about him. He's he's come along after starting off a little slow and playing down last year. Like he's, he's and Christian Braun and Lightfoot and really, Harris does what he really, needs to do at the point. I mean, yeah. they they've just got guys. Yeah, you, you know, a team that also has guys that I think we it's kind of getting forgotten a little bit because that league is terrible. And they beat your team, Zach, out there in Vegas, and that's Duke. And your team, your team, Gonzaga. In case you didn't know, Duke's one of my teams. I I think Duke can win it. 
Although I've seen Duke a couple times fall asleep at the wheel this year. Well, I mean, because the ACC is so sleepy. I mean, the ACC is just not that strong. We're a tournament team in the ACC or the Pac-12. Agreed. Unfortunately, we didn't get that lucky. I'd agree with that. Now, we a bunch of teams have gotten named here. I'm, I'm going to throw one out at you. Are, are we are we sleeping, or maybe even slightly disrespecting the defending national champs? Chamochacho being out for the season is big for them. <sighs> it is, but I, I will say I don't think they're a national championship winner this year. But I do think they might be a Final Four team. I could see that. Like I think Flagler and Cryer have to be good. I just don't think you get it out of Flo Fama the way you would out of uh, Everyday John. And is Cryer back? Like, when's he supposed to be back? I mean, eventually, correct? I'm not sure. That's what I was wondering. But even at that, like, I like Flagler. I like Akinjo. But are they guys like Mitchell and Butler? Like, are they guys that can carry you that far? I don't know. Akinjo might. I, I think Akinjo can be because he's he's had games where in stretches where he's looked almost unguardable. Yeah, it's funny because like we literally just kind of were rolling down the rankings. Like um, the the next two teams after you mentioned Baylor. What do you think about Texas Tech? That was a team that kind of. I don't know. Did they just catch my eye just because of the way they play? They play so damn hard, and they've got just a good, solid lineup. But are they national championship good? I don't. Were think they the so. year they got there? I don't know. No, they weren't, and That's they didn't the win it. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, to get there, yeah. The only thing they were better the year before Zach. I think honestly, I don't disagree with you. Yeah, the one thing I think would hurt, that's going to hurt Texas Tech in the tournament is I, I think their guard play has been too spotty at times. Like, there's days where Shannon goes insane and he plays well, and then there's like you'll look at him the next game and he goes zero for five. Like, they're they're too spotty in the backcourt for me right now. I think that might be kind of fair, CJ. I like McCuller, though. I like um, McCuller. He does a lot of stuff that doesn't get into the stat sheet. Like, he's kind of their hustle guy. He'll get some rebounds. He gets assists. He's not a big point scorer. But I don't know. I just I feel like right now so much – and they're, they're evenly balanced, but I just don't know if they've got kind of that – that killer guard play that sometimes you you'll need at least one game in the tournament. Yeah, I see where you're coming from there. Um, the next, the other team in that boat was Villanova, and you already know my feelings before I even say them. Um, they'll get they'll 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 end up probably in the elite eight because they're going to get some friendly calls. No, no, that's not what I was going to say. I think they're oh. second uh, second round exit team. Probably gets a two or a three seed, loses in the second round. Nah, the Catholics will get him into this week 16 at least. See, I didn't even know Villanova <laughs> was a Catholic school until oh, yeah. Friday. Literally, I did not know this, and I don't know how I didn't know this. The Big East but, is basically a Catholic league. Well, right. I, yeah, but most, <laughs> the original eight. The, but most of the time, if you think about Catholic schools, right, their mascots are either a crusader or the fighting Irish. We're talking about this with Charleston Catholic people. You know Georgetown's a Catholic school, right? I know. That was the other one that was mentioned. And then I thought about Boston College as well. Um, Boston College, the kids who couldn't get into Notre Dame. Well, I guess guess put it this way. Most high schools that are Catholic schools are in Irish or Crusaders. Not necessarily in college. 
But um, <laughs> Gillespie, blew that thought process all to hell. Yeah, I kind of did. Gillespie is definitely, uh, definitely a player. But man, I just I, and he might be the only reason they get to the second weekend. I do not see them as a national championship team. Well, they've got Justin. Um, shooting up blanking on the guy's last name. Shit. Now I gotta look it up. Isn't it more? Justin Moore. Yes, Justin Moore. They've got Moore. They've got Samuels. Like they've got some good players all around. They, I just don't know if they have any depth. But to me, they're not the big the best team in the big east. Providence? That's Providence. Yeah, I know I, I, I know I know Villanova beat them, but I really like Providence. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with you. I don't think Villanova is a, a national championship contender. Um, but there is it's tough for me to say that I don't think they can make the second weekend just because of Jay Wright. Like the guy's a flat out really good coach. I I, I could see them being a Sweet Sixteen team and then probably getting bounced. I don't know if I see them getting bounced in the second round. Hey, you want to know why Jay Wright's a good coach? Because Jay Wright has good shooters. He wasn't that great before the. He wasn't that amazing of a coach before the Big East got really weak. Now, he had some pretty good teams back in the. Yeah, he did, he did, but I mean, Scotty Reynolds carried him as far as they could. But yeah, but I mean, he wasn't this elite, elite coach before the Big East got a little watered down. Just saying. Hey, I like Providence in that league. They got balance. They got four guys that are scoring in double figures. They just know how to win. Ed Cooley and those boys need kind of want to prove something. I think that's at least a second weekend team this year. Do do either of you guys like um, UCLA, Wisconsin, or Houston? I'm sorry, I'm kind of mesmerized by Kansas not hitting the over on the team total. Uh, that, that was pretty wild. That was wild. <laughs> Seventy. They were we need one point with like three minutes left to go, and the scrubs couldn't do it. That's tough. That was tough. Tough tick to um, have there, Zach. Hey, UCLA. I, I you're really you're learning, buddy. You're learning. <laughs> <laughs> the bad beats teach me. Um, UCLA, I really want to like because of what they did last year and pretty much having that whole team back. I don't know if they're kind of sleepwalking through the Pac-12 right now or what, but I think come tournament time they're really going to flip a switch. I mean, Juzang. He's he's such a dog. And Jaime Hawkes, awesome. Tiger Campbell. I like Tiger guys. Campbell. That's an all-time name as well. And he doesn't do anything outlandish. Like, he's just a pure point guard who distributes and he's very, to make better. very smart with the ball. Yes, extremely great distributor. Yeah. I mean, I, I like I him. him a lot. I mean, Wisconsin, I feel like could lose easily. If Johnny Davis doesn't go off, I feel like right. they're, they're a team that can easily lose. And like Davison is good, but like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I could see Wisconsin losing very easily. I think Houston's a, a team that's not going to make the second weekend. They're not the same group they were last year. Yeah, I I don't know. To me, Houston's one of those that I feel like at 14 might be a little overvalued. Like, I just – I don't know. There's something about that team that just – yeah. It's not I, a great league this year. It, it's not, and you, you drop two in a row to SMU and to Memphis, and I don't know, I just – there's something about this Houston team that I go, eh, I just don't know if I trust them in my bracket. Well, Zach, you know crazy. 
Yeah. We're less than two weeks from Selection Sunday. Oh, I know. Blowing Hallelujah. my mind. Hallelujah. Um, you know a team I really do like coming down the stretch, though? And that's Illinois. I really like them coming into this year just because of Coburn, Corbello. Like, I love Corbello's game. But then they lost – was it Miller who got hurt at the beginning of the season? Uh, yes. And I was like, that might hurt them a little bit. But they've been they've been pretty strong. They've they been coming on of late, too. Like, I watched them play Saturday at Michigan State and kind of withstood it and kind of had a great, great run. You're just going to ignore the beat down they took in Piscataway? Ah, Rutgers is playing good, good basketball right now. Oh, they're they're on fire. No, I mean, I mean they are playing. They are playing good. It's just that one kind of like when I saw that one tick across, I was like, "Ooh, okay." Let me let me say this real quick about Illinois. I think that Kofi is really coming in to his own and kind of starting to dominate the game. Like, I mean, he he dominated the glass against a, a good rebounding Michigan State team, right? And Corbello is really starting to make plays. I mean, man, they have a lot of different dudes they can throw at you. I mean. Uh, I mean, Frazier, Frazier's a big-time guard who makes big shots there. Trent Frazier. Uh, Hawkins has got a good length. I mean, that Granderson dude on Saturday was making shots from all over the floor. They're an old team. I really like Illinois. I think they're going to make a run in March. Brad Underwood's a pretty damn good coach, too. Very much so. I didn't even actually know this until just now, a little research. Curbella had been out for a while until, like, oh, yeah. The end of January, I honestly hadn't – unfortunately, I haven't been as plugged into the season this year because of my own basketball season. But, I mean, he's he's awesome for them. He, he Zach, he came back in that game that they that they uh, played against Purdue. And so that's okay. kind of when things started really kind of going and kind of turning around for the Illini. That's a team we haven't talked about near enough in this conversation. Purdue is nice. Oh, Purdue's, Purdue's elite. Purdue's like, elite, Zach. I mean, I, I, I told you that off the top. Uh, they're the number one team, not your Zags. We'll see. I mean, because put it this way, the size of Edie and Williams, uh, yeah, I want to see Drew Timmy try and do what he does to the guys in the West Coast Conference that he does to Zach Edie. Not a chance. Well, you don't think that 140-pound Chet old can Chet Holmgren. bang around with Edie? I don't think so. Old Chet looking like a praying mantis. Um, you know who else I would take to beat Gonzaga? Give me Arkansas on the must bus. That team's starting to really play basketball. I love that guy. Like if I could hand pick a coach to have for the Mountaineers besides Huggins, it'd be it'd be that guy. Well, we better get we better figure out a way to get that Coliseum named after Barstow if we're gonna get must bus. He's the man. Hey, you know what else though? When I saw Saturday, Arkansas won a game fifty eight to forty eight. I could not believe my eyes that win versus Tennessee Saturday. Um, the, you want to hear something crazy from that game? Both neither team shot above thirty-one percent from the floor. Sixteen of fifty-nine and eighteen of fifty-nine. Arkansas got the win, but like, hey, they can win. They can win a game ugly this year. I like Arkansas moving forward. Do you guys see anybody down there at the bottom? Do you buy Murray State? By the way, what are your thoughts on them? I don't know much about them this year. I will tell you this. I'm excited to watch them play Thursday night. They're playing Belmont at home on ESPNU at 9 o'clock tip. Going to get plugged in on that one. 
Murray State, I mean, hey, 21st in the country, Zach. I mean, hey, they played just as good a schedule as Gonzaga. They both played Bellarmine. Who beat them worse? They both played Long Beach State. I don't I don't know. <laughs> they did beat Memphis. Um, they, gave, they lost to Auburn by 13. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find their other loss here. Uh, they, they trounced Belmont by 22 in a game at Belmont. Um, I cannot find Murray State's – they do not have a conference loss. I'm trying to find this other loss that they have here. Must be early on in the year. Oh, East Tennessee State beat them back in before Thanksgiving. I guess the Gonzaga doesn't have a loss to East, East Tennessee State on the schedule. So we'll give them that. But, uh, I mean, fellas, it's wild. I mean, we're, what, we got less than three Sundays from now. It'll be time for the, uh, the brackets to be unveiled. Yeah. No, less than that. Yeah. Two weeks, two weeks from yesterday, Selection Sunday. And, and you know, hey, oh, that's that's wild. And oh. hey, I will tell you this though, there are a couple of teams I do want to mention real fast down there at the bottom. Um, Wyoming and Davidson, teams I don't think you want to see. San Diego State with that Bradley kid, pretty good too. We'll take your word for it. And, and Colorado State got this big man who can shoot a little bit named Roddy. Just be be aware of those guys. They're, they're a lot better than I think people think they are. And then another team that I've seen a little bit of um, that I really like. And uh, North they really defend. So, uh, granted, they got to get it somehow, got to find a way to not lose another game and maybe lose that auto bid. But um just for the it, record, you were right, Blaine. It's three weeks from yesterday. Yeah. That's my bad. Well it's it's two weeks of the regular season and then you got the, the tournament, the conference, right. you know, the champs week, which might as well be a part of the tournament really. Totally. It's it it's it's when I mean honestly I like it almost as much if not more than the NCAA tournament. More games. That's that's tough for me. I I don't like it more <laughs> that than is, it is like tournament. It's it's a different it's a different week. It's just magic. Well, but both are both are awesome. Oh, they're both amazing. But there's nothing like the NCAA tournament. That's true. There is nothing like the NCAA tournament. No, I'm I'm I'm, I'm yeah, I'm an NCAA tournament guy just because you get some of the crazy stuff, some of the mid majors and the benches and the craziness hey. that happens. But you can't tell me you don't get kind of jazzed up for that Wednesday nooner between like Providence and DePaul on FS1. You know what I mean? Or Everyone gets kind of Oklahoma. jazzed up for that. Well, that's what it's looking like this year, right, Zach? Yeah. Hey, at, at least we'll be on. We'll be in prime time on like ESPNU. That'll as probably as be as the end, put, end of our season. As long as they don't put that first round of Big Twelve tournament games on ESPN Plus, I'll be okay. Oh man, I could see it. Hey, how often does that happen to you, fellas? Where the where your internet will kind of like dial up real quick? You have to buffer during the games on Big Twelve Plus now. Oh Lord, more than I care to admit. <laughs> yeah, the Big you're not even in the state right now, buddy. I know, and I still have Southern Link. <laughs> that explains it. 
and that is not a free plug. Oh, you no, can't get away man. from it, can you? No, I cannot. Uh, but I, I will say this though: there has been as much as sometimes ESPN Plus drives me crazy. It has been nice because I get to tell you, stay tied into some teams that otherwise I, you know, would love to watch. That I, you know, obviously being down here gets it a little harder. Um, you know, one of which, and it'd be a. I will give give a little bit of a plug here. A Sun team, my Liberty Flames. They only I mean, cost a lot. I, we expect nothing less. But hey, hey you know what? They're, hey, I'm just saying they're 20 they're worthy of discussion. Hey, 20 and 9 overall. Do you think – are they going to be the representative? They're not going to be the same level they were last year. Um, I'll be surprised if they don't make it four in a row with the A-Sun title. Um because I've seen them play Jacksonville State twice, and both times they just absolutely owned them. Um, Liberty Liberty's a good squad. I I think they could probably get a win. I don't know if I don't know if a second weekend, but I think they could get one. Um, they've got a guard, um, Darius McGee. He could go off for fifty, and it would shock me. I mean, the kids probably one of the best scorers in the country i mean he can get anywhere on the floor he wants um i think he can get them to a win i'd 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 be hard pressed as much as i love him to give them to the sweet 16 but i could see him getting one hey (laughs) speaking of a team that uh you don't want to see get hot because they can win two games on on a weekend i just saw syracuse is 15 and 12 9 and 7 the acc just sneaking around, finding their way in there to just destroy somebody's season. Just saying. Yeah, because that stupid two-three zone that you don't ever see. It it it, it feels like buddies. Buddy's starting to heat up at the right time. Got him a big win today. Just saying. Definitely a team you want to watch out for. Is old oh. Jimmy B in the in, in in the orange there? This is their time of year where they kind of figure it out sometimes. Why you got to come here with all that? Hey, I just I saw it. It was on, it was on a little SVP, and um, uh, you know, had to bring, had to, uh, had to bring it up. Speaking of uh, negative, we're done, fellas. We did all we could do. Talked some hoops. Gave you a little bit of a foresight into what we're going to see here in a month from now. So till next time, y'all, take it easy. Let's go Mountaineers. Hope for the best there out in the uh, Hilton Magic in the Coliseum. And um, can only hope some dubs start stacking up and we can avoid a dreaded CIT or CBI. We can at least maybe make an NIT. We don't like the three-letter tournaments, but if we have to be in one, it better be the NIT. Till next time, y'all. Take it easy.